It's the third time the charm. We dive into Nick Casario's press conference following the jettison of Lovey Smith. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, I saw the news um, when it broke last night. Um, obviously, it's tough when when something happens that way, but um, I still have a ton of respect for what he is as a coach, as a person. Um, he did a lot of good things around here this past year, this past season. So, um, grateful for him. Kind of excited to see where he's going to end up next. Cause I know he's going to do good things. Obviously, um, the NFL, every team, it's a results-driven business. Um, we didn't get the results we wanted over the course of the season, but still think our best football as a franchise is in front of us. Um, excited to see what Nick Nick has in store for this offseason. We know he's going to make good decisions bringing in the right people. And uh, Like I said, we're, we're excited to continue building a, a really good franchise around here, so we're looking forward to it. Welcome everybody to a Tuesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Texans is presented by Prize Picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Welcome in, everybody. I'm John Hickman, joined by none other than Cody Davis, and there's no way around it. Love you, Smith. This out. And Nick Casario had to answer for hmm. the firing of one and done, his second one and done head coach under his tenure, uh, head coach Levy Smith. And that is what this show will be about, discussing the tone of Nick Casario during their press conference on Tuesday evening, takeaways, and really just looking at the future as the future is now the present. Cody, you had an opportunity to be present during that press conference and everything that I read on the timeline as I was at a basketball game for my little brother but everything I read on the timeline was <laughs> Nick Casario did not look like the or sound like or come off as the same Nick Casario that we've seen in the previous two seasons what was his tone like what was what was the atmosphere in that press conference on Tuesday evening uh, Casario's tone and demeanor was completely different. Um, ever since he became the general manager of the Houston Texans, um, it seemed like he always brought a sense of comfort to himself. Comfort, positivity, um, confidence. But on yesterday, everything seemed different. And what I what I what I what I believe is, and I'm going to dive more into this once I get more information. I know a lot of us here believe that there is a sense that Nick Casario is going to at least finish out his contract. He signed a six-year contract. We're going into year three, and everybody knows everything that has went on since he became general manager. However, John listeners and viewers, to me at least, it seems like he had a very intense meeting with ownership and it seems like they are giving him one last chance to get it together. 
before moving on, I want you guys just to take a look and listen to how different Nick Casario looked in his press conference and think back to other clips from past press conferences that you've seen. Um, I would say this day, um, you know, it's been a hard day. It's been a rough day, but I would say it's been a very thoughtful and productive day. Uh, I've had the opportunity to meet with essentially all of our coaches here in the building um, that are on staff for their feedback, for their perspective on where they see things. Had an opportunity to meet with the team and with the players and address them and be honest and very candid about where we are. And my message to them was about accountability and that I take responsibility where we are and that I'm committed to them and doing everything I can. This is a player's league. This is about the players. So you're only as good as the players that you have in your building, and it's a people business. You're only as good as the people that you have in your building. So our commitment is to find the best people, to utilize the resources that we have, to try to continue to move this program along in a positive direction. Say we've made some strides and some progress. You know, we're we put ourselves in a decent position. I think that's the best way to summarize it. I think it's important, and nobody wants to hear words. It's about action, and nobody's going to be happy until we have results behind that action. So that's the most important thing. You guys heard the word accountability, responsibility, and there's another word that he kept floating around throughout his, throughout his entire press conference, and that's disappointment. For the first time, I saw a general manager in Nick Casario actually owning up to his mistakes. Now, we can say everything that we want about the situation that he walked into, but this was the first time that Nick Casario fell on the sword. And it seems like, at least this is what it seemed like, that he finally realized his mistakes. Not only that, John, listeners and viewers, another thing that I took away from this, this is going to be the very first time where Nick Casario is going to work as a unit with several people within this organization for this next head coaching hire. Because for the very first time in a Nick Casario press conference, I did not hear the word I unless I was un unless I was hearing him talk about the mistakes that he made as yeah. to roster construction, as to the hiring of Lovey Smith and even David Cully to a certain extent. This is this is the first time that he said we. When Cal McNair spoke prior to Nick Casario taking the mic, they said we, and that is very important. Yeah, man. I want to go to the past before I discuss the present. Last year, when Lovey Smith was hired, uh, these were some of my takeaways from Nick Casario's press conference from last year. My job was to take a lot of information in that hiring process and try to put ourselves in a position to make a decision I feel is ultimately best for the Houston Texans organization. And I believe we arrived at that point. He continued with, as I worked through this and got to the end point, realized the best decision and best opportunity for this organization to move forward was with the choice of Lovey Smith as the next head coach i wanted to open with that because i wanted to put aside the rumors put the bed the rumors of this wasn't nick's choice regardless of how everything played out in that process last year nick casario decided to go with lovey smith that is a direct result as what we saw on tuesday you are 100 right cody he said things like <clears throat> Uh, this is a player's league. This is a people's league. You're only as good as the players and the people in the building. You know what that sounds like to me? 
I'm only going to get as far as the people that I bring in and work with on a day-to-day basis. Uh, another thing that caught my eye while listening to the press conference on Tuesday, nobody wants to hear words. It's about action. and Nobody is going to be happy without action. Nick Casario has been widely known to say a bunch of words in his mm-hmm. two-year tenure, but there ain't been a lot of action behind it, right? And another thing which I think speaks directly to the relationship, the deteriorated relationship between Nick Casario and former head coach Lovey Smith, utilizing more resource, resources and people we have in the building, utilizing more data and information that's available. To me, that speaks to two, two things. Number one, uh, as we continue to find out more and more of the situation that was going on behind the scenes, players did not really rock with Lovey Smith as a whole towards the end of the year. Players were trying to give him their ideas in order to improve not only the relationship with the players that don't have nothing to do on Sundays, but the outcome on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. So I think that he realizes and understands that in order to move forward, the next guy I bring in, everybody got to be on one accord. Everybody. And that's kind of odd because when I go back to last year, if you guys remember, there was a point in time where Nick Casario mentioned how he and Lovey Smith didn't see eye to eye basically on a few philosophies, but yet you still went and decided to hire him as your head coach. So it was really ruined from the beginning. But there's a second part about that that I like. Utilizing more data and information that's available. To me, that speaks to directly Nick Casario and him basically saying, I have to take into account of what everybody else is saying because everybody else that is around me at this point, no Jack Easterby, no outside distractions, really does have the best interest for this franchise in mind. And now we all got to work together. So whatever your information that you have and the data you're working on with in order to improve this team, let's all collectively come together and make this thing work. Now we'll say this, Cody and listeners and viewers, I didn't like Cal McNair not being able to answer those questions with Nick Sirio on Tuesday. You signed off on a lot of these decisions because what did you do? As you've done in the last three seasons, you delegated huge decision-making decision makings, uh, and, and, and a lot of things that you should have been in on. You delegated that to somebody else, which is why we're sitting here in three years. Now we're going to have three coaches, Cal McNair. I didn't like that. Um, the job security question should have been answered because he was asked about what if a coach came in and how how would that coach feel now seeing two coaches gone in two years? I would have loved to heard Nick Casario say this. I can't afford another one and done. I will stick by the coach me and Cal decides to hire. But on, on Tuesday, Cody, I, I got to be honest with you. Unless those guys are some hell of an actors, to see that humility – to see Nick Casario understand that his job is on the line, this is serious, these are his mistakes, I got to get it right in order for me to do so. I have to collectively change my approach. I was impressed a little bit, just a little bit, because we have not seen that 
out of a guy that, if we're being honest, has made several mistakes since arriving to Houston. Yeah, and that's what I was going to get at. And now, look, I'm really taking everything that I saw and witnessed on yesterday with a grain of salt at this point because, John, how many times, you know, since Nick Casario came into the building, came on his podcast and said, oh, my God, better days are ahead of us, and we're still stuck back at square one, if not even further. Um, to go back to your point about Cal McNair not answering questions, I was a little bit disappointed because I wanted to hear what he had to say. However, I'm glad he didn't because the fact that he didn't answer questions once again showcased a change of tone. And when I take a look at Cal McNair, this was the first time that he said we. When he went, when, when. And he's going to be heavily involved in his coaching search. I, I, I did like that. And when we start first covering this team, it was always, when every time he spoke, it was always Bill O'Brien and Jack. Jack and Nick Asirio, Nick mm. Asirio, David Cully, Nick Asirio, and Lovey Smith. All of that is out the window. He's he's saying me and Nick are we. That's it. Which where lets was, me where know. was Hannah McNair in this process on Tuesday? Where was she? Was she in the building? Was she? Oh yeah, she was in the building. She was, she was building. sitting front row. And once again, you're talking about a change of tone. Ever since I've been around this team, um, when we had big press conferences like this. Cal McNair was always somewhere in the back or she'll come at, at the end of the press conference. Not today or not on yesterday. She was right there front and center sitting next to her husband. And what I will say is this. If there is a change of dynamic that's going on, especially with Nick Asirio and his so-called whether he's safe or not in, in his job security, I guarantee you she has something to do with it because even after the press conference, she was still heavily involved in almost everybody conversation. So she could know what is going on with her organization as well. When Cody and I come back, we will continue our discussion surrounding the Tuesday press conference held by Cal McNair and general manager, Nick Casario. Today's episode of the locked on Texas podcast. Again, is presented by prospects. Prospects is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prospects projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. The best thing about prospect, in my opinion, is you're not competing against other people. You're competing against the projections. It's just you versus the projections out there. And also, listen, first time users, if you haven't checked out prospects just, just yet, you can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prospects.com, promo code locked on. And it's January, which means it's tax time. And that's probably one of the funnest, best, and most important times of the year for a lot of working adults, especially those with kids. Like, let me care some of y'all kids. But listen, to make it easy on yourself, come to TurboTax and don't worry about doing your own taxes. TurboTax has experts who can help relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you don't have to worry about it at all. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Full service products only. Video meeting while expert does your taxes required. Welcome back in. Locked on Texans listeners and viewers out there. Again, a lot of takeaways from Tuesday's press conference. And I think that this is something that we will continue to use at least for another day up until the hiring of a new head coach here in Houston. Uh, Cody, one thing that I wanted to look at was, again, I want to go back and forth 
I'm jumping between timelines right now. When asked, what was the process for you in between those things? And when did you consider Lovey Smith as a head coach possibility? Nick Casario last year responded by stating, my responsibility is to the McNair family to be as responsible and as resourceful as possible and ultimately make the right decision for the organization. And that's where we ended up with Lovey. Now, I want to jump to Tuesday. Nick Casario mentioned that if he is not the guy for the general manager job, He's okay with that, and he's not above anybody else. He said that if somebody feels that we're not going in the right direction, that people need to go, I respect that. That is a year, nearly a year, removed from one another. And my takeaway from that was I don't know how confident Nick Casario is in his process, in the process that he, in his own foundation, that he presumably wanted to execute when he arrived in Houston two years ago, back-to-back one-and-done coaches. And, again, when your head coach, head coach, when your owner comes out and say, this time I will be more heavily involved in the head coaching search, that to me comes off as your owner, Cal McNair, is not as confident as he was in you back when he had no clue about what he's doing. I think that we may see a different version of Cal, which is – you know, I, I personally want to see it, but to go from what he said last year about hiring Lovey Smith to twice on two occasions on Monday night saying that I'm fine with it if I'm not the right general manager and they need to move on from me. That speaks to his confidence in his own decision making, which I think at this point is kind of hurting. But, John, let me ask you this question. Should he be confidence in, confident in his decision? This is Absolutely a guy not. who has only won seven games in the last two years. And w- once again, when you, when you take a look at the tone of this press conference, I'm wondering if Nick thought to himself when he first took over as general manager of the Houston Texans, one, could he still keep the same Patriot way? to build this franchise and two, how much did he want it to be the guy to say, you know what? You deserve all the credit of, of, of rebuilding this, of rebuilding this organization and, and putting us on a mount mountaintop and all this other stuff. And I say that because John, the first segment, we talked about how Nick Casario has changed his tone of this coaching search, but he's also kind of changing his tone on the roster construction too. I had an opportunity to ask Nick Casario on yesterday, you know, since he mentioned a lot about accountability, disappointment, and mistakes, um, I asked him what could he do better in terms of building a better team to for the next head coach to be successful, and this is what he Great had Great question, say. by the way. Yeah, every year we look at everything. So are there different ways, different players that could be bring on the team? Do we have an opportunity to add a player that maybe we lost out on? What were limiting factors? Why did a player work out? So those are the uh, dialogue and communications that we have with the scouting staff and we meet on a regular basis. The coaching staff, the input of the coaching staff is going to be important. I think we've brought in, I'd say, some decent young players here over the past few years. It doesn't necessarily mean that we've solved all of our problems, but we've gotten good production out of a fair amount of players. We can all do a better job. When you win three games, it's not about one thing. It's not about one particular area that you have a shortcoming. There's a number of things, but I think there are examples, whether it's 
in the building, whether it's on the team, whether it's on the field, that, you know, we saw some encouraging things. It doesn't mean that we've gotten ultimately to where we want to be. And whatever we can do to fix it, whatever uh, areas we can look to improve, like, that's the only thing we can do is try to come up with solutions and fix problems. I mean, that's the only thing we can do. There's no other way around. The one thing I love and hate about Nick Casario is the fact that you do have to go through a lot of words, Sally, in order to find out what he's truly trying to say. John, the one thing that caught my eye was the fact that he said the impact of the coaching staff is going to be important. Let's be one. You know so damn well David Cully didn't have the input on the players that, that Nick Casario brought into this organization, right? And how many times on this show we actually talked about, and we just mentioned it, that Nick Casario and Lovey Smith did not see did not see eye to eye. Which means I wanna, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I really want to mention that again. I'm going to go back to last year. I think all of this is putting into perspective uh, uh, why Nick Casario is on the hot seat and why the tone mm -hmm. of this you know, of this entire press conference was so different. Because last year, when asked about <clears throat> what were you looking for in a candidate and having gone through other candidates outside the building. What is it that ultimately led you to someone who was ultimately in your building? Nick Casario responded, ultimately, it's about the right candidate for you and your building. In, the same, in that same response, Casario says something that I found interesting now that the season has played out and Lovey Smith is gone. And that to me was, I will say, one of the things that was interesting just overall in my perspective Lovey and I didn't know each other last year going into the season. And I would say systematically, defensively, it was certainly an adjustment or, some, or something that was different relative to what I was used to being around in New England from a front structure, from a number of different things. And it's interesting. Lovey and I laugh about it now, but... Like we had a lot of good discussion and a lot of good dialogue and conversation and sometimes friendly disagreements about maybe how we should be playing certain things or who was doing it. Now I want to go back to <laughs> what was going on on Monday night. Okay. He mentioned several times about the importance of working together. We got, we got to that, but then he also mentioned the head coach and general manager relationship. That goes directly to if you knew that you guys had different, huge different opinions on scheme, on your system, then why was he hired in the first place? So it was another waste of time that you could have used. And I go back to Cody's point that he's been talking about for the past 10 months. You should have kept who? David Cully. <laughs> And so it got, all of this that we saw yesterday, and it, it, it baffles my mind that he had an opportunity to go through that press conference because I still feel like he should have been out their door. Listen, it, it made no sense from jump to hire Lovey Smith if you wasn't on the same page with him from the front, from the front day, from the first day. It's a mess. And, and, and you're right, Cody. Moving forward, yeah. We are the world. <laughs> We have everybody's going to have to be hand in hand and working together because they're they're he's not going to get far by doing things his way. Bet online is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. 
from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. We've got it all over at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because BetOnline is where the game starts. As you know, Nick and I spoke with Lovey last night and informed him that we would be moving in a different direction as an organization. These decisions are extremely difficult, and we appreciate everything Lovey has done for us over the last two years as a coach and a leader. We're always looking to up our game in every area and take our organization to the next level. I have full confidence in Nick. He has led our football operation through a difficult stretch and continues to prove he's an elite talent evaluator. We talk constantly and have a plan for this process that we will execute together over the next days and weeks. For this hire, I'll be taking on a more active role in the process. <coughs> Excuse me. The league has done a great deal of work to establish an equitable and inclusive head coach hiring process, which we fully support. As we conduct formal interviews in this process, Nick and I will operate very transparently and keep the media and fans updated on our progress. We feel there's a strong list of potential head coach candidates, and we're excited to work with them. We're going to pick the best coach to take this team into our next future with significant draft capital, salary cap space, and talented young rock. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers. That was your owner, Cal McNair, discussing what's you know going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Cody, you know what I thought was a quote of the day? Nick Casario saying, let's be real. The clock is ticking. We live in a high-pressure environment. The expectations are high, and it's hmm. about performance. Really quick, I'm glad that you pointed that. Because last year, when they fired David Culley, I asked Nick Casario, does he feel pressure to get the next head coaching hire right? Because most general managers does not get do not get the opportunity to hire a third head coach. You know what he told me? There's no pressure in the head coaching hire. And he went on talking about how there's people in the world who they don't know when their next meal is going to come. That's pressure. Hmm. Change of tone. I just found that was, you know, really funny like now he's feeling pressure yeah okay. because the pressure is here that decision that you made led to why you are under pressure pressure bush pipes we're gonna see what's gonna happen the texans potential head coaching list as of right now um detroit lions offensive coordinator ben johnson they have requested to interview D'Amico Ryans, uh, <laughs> defensive coordinator for the D Philadelphia Eagles, Jonathan Gannon, and the Eagles OC, Shane Steichen, is all on that list as well. Um, my immediate thought is I like Ben Johnson the most, and I'll tell you guys why on tomorrow's podcast. Hmm. Um, I actually like the list that they have right now, um, but I'm saving judgment. <laughs> that that's all I gotta say. Um, the the yesterday was a different tone from ownership, from especially from Nick Casario. And right now, all I can tell the listeners and viewers out there is just hold judgments and let's and let's just see how this is gonna play out. Um, John, we talked about this last week. I want to see a real head coaching hire. Don't go out there talking about something you about to hire Josh McCown and all this other foolishness. 
Don't go out there and interview Heinz Wars just to meet the Rooney rule or whatever the case may be. No, just go through a real head coaching hire because this organization, this management, everybody involved cannot go through another season full of dysfunction and embarrassment, man. Make sure you guys check us out throughout the week here on the Locked On Texan podcast. Oh, man, you know what? Make sure y'all follow us on Twitter, man. We got a lot of over 2,000 subscribers. And if you are on Twitter, make sure you give us a follow. We will be interesting. I know I will on Twitter throughout the week <laughs> just discussing uh, my thoughts on this entire process and situation. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. <clears throat> Excuse me. Follow the Locked On Texan podcast on Twitter as well, at Locked On Texans. And as always, if you are a new person, new family member to the show, subscribe, like, and comment. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Really, really quick, um, as you guys know, the Houston Texans are in the midst of changing their jersey so on thursday be on the lookout thursday night early friday morning be on the lookout because we have been invited to a jersey some type of jersey presentation they're going to preview what they're thinking what the new jerseys could potentially look like so Hmm. i mean in the midst of all this positive at least we know some positivity there's going to be new jerseys for the houston texans in 2023 but Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.